0: it's high noon it's the second Wednesday of the month so it's time for CPCL, choose poetry choose life we've been doing it for two years now this is incredible and super excited um, poets today we've got Andy Talbot Aaron Gannon zooming in from across the pond Woo! we got poetry we got life happening I'm gonna play a little bit more of the Copay album, Artificial Insemination and uh, she's the Japanese Bjork and we'll be right back with is Poetry Choose Life here on Mutiny Radio.fm and .sf
1: just
2: da tol- una um...
0: Here we are. And we've got CPCL. We're all plugged in. We're going to see if we can hear it. Can we hear it? Let me turn my device all the way up. And volume. There we go. That should be going. We should be able to hear something momentarily. There There they are. All right. Cool.
1: Well, <laughs> here we
0: are, CBC Now we've got the menopause chat back died down there, so that's good. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, since
3: there's only three of us, John, do you want? To, so, 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 Tanya's gonna read from her book called It's New. It's called Prompts. So I thought. Okay. Instead of doing a, instead of opening with expressions, like then when she does her spotlight spot, spotlight, that we would like then kind of keep track of her prompts and then after the break, like do yeah. the prompts. Well, um, well, yeah. So, oh hey, I do have paper to write on. Uh, oh, I need exciting. to
4: grab too. Well, What were you fanning yourself with anyway? I mean.
3: <laughs> um. Do you want to start us off with, like, what do you think you want to read?
4: Oh, you're asking me? Sure, I can read something. Yeah.
3: Uh-huh.
4: yeah, okay, so um, let me open it up. I had the exercise sheet open, but I guess I will not do that. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to get a book out the door here, and so um, if I can find the poem. I, was, I don't know. I'll just grab something um so i'm trying to get like i say i'm trying to get a book out the door who knows you know i keep going back and forth with the uh with the publisher and you know so you know i I say stuff and okay he goes away and disappears and then maybe contacts me a week later or two so i don't know where it's going so i'll just read a couple poems from this the book's called the shaman in the library here's a poem called fake it till dad taught me that insecticide paved the road to success Raised on stories of lives free of gnats and roaches, I thought that was all it took. Then an angry pustule sprouted from Dad's forehead. Is it a botfly? I ask. the one that lays its eggs in living flesh. Never say that, Mom's slap spun my head. We hid father in the garage until the larva hatched and his body crumbled. Mom swept him into a dustpan and left his remains in a hefty bag at the curb. We never spoke of him again. Decades later, termite mounds of platitudes replace missing men. A Ford Mustang waits patiently for a transmission that will never come. Cicadas scream where once weakened jazz played from Peterson's garage. Jimmy Hackford teaches himself to catch a ball. Uh, this is called Mars Needs Actresses.
3: Mars needs Actresses or Meets Actresses?
4: Mars Needs Actresses. You know, like Mars Needs Women, the old sci-fi movie? <laughs> Mars Needs Actresses. There again on an old movie on late night TV, those familiar blue eyes and spattering of fleckles across <laughs> her nose. Karen Allen, whatever happened to her? And where did Ellen Burstyn go? Did Rosanna Arquette vanish from her Beverly Hills home, leaving Crotan carved on a tree trunk? After starring in all those D.H. Lawrence adaptations, did Glenda Jackson jump? in a time machine and travel to mexico with ambrose beers or simply join neil cassidy for a walk in the desert i miss deborah winger's funny nose and crooked eyes as well as margot kidder Molly Ringwald, Penelope Ann Miller, and Adrian Barbeau. Maybe they're cruising the Bermuda Triangle on the Mary Celeste or sunning on a tropical beach with Jimmy Hoffa. Maybe they took part in a secret government project at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard or hijacked a plane and parachuted over Washington State with the ransom. When discussing why aging actresses disappear, the simplest explanation is best: U.F.O.s, alien abductions, Mars needs actresses. And uh, okay, this is uh, this is called uh, another love poem that didn't work. Come, love. Be the antacid that soothes my burning heart and lie with me on pumpkin spice strewn over my truck bed liner. Your feet are dainty as hybrid subcompacts, each leg slender as a 3.5 inch nitrous ready drive shaft with chrome alloy yolk and solid body U-joints. Your navel, a glazed donut, your breasts round and firm as the tennis balls my Labrador never tires of chasing. Your neck graceful as a Swedish floor lamp, your gaze hypnotic as the smartphone app that (laughs) summons our ride share to paradise i want to drink sweet moscato from your cochineal lips and sober myself in the dark roast americano of your hair my yeah. passion is a 2.9 percent apr credit card it's chip and pin unlocking the bounty of your desire yeah. It is oh thank you for thank you for uh, recognizing that. Okay, and I'll read you one more. Yeah, it's it was it's it's a it's a, it's a parody of the song of Solomon, Solomon actually. Yeah. that's yeah, that's that's what it is. Okay, I'll read you one more. This is called uh, after 22 years of zazen and zazen, you know, is the seated zazen meditation. Smoke rises from a stick of pine incense distance hushes children's voices a songbird symphony rides the stillness that smooths the ocean to perception's limit but a razor blade lurks in the rice cake Squawking charges of old abuse and baseball bat revenge fantasies. A raven of hatred flies from my forehead. In a crowded warehouse store, momentum carries my shopping cart into the heel of a woman blocking the aisle. She turns with a dirty look. Behind me, in the checkout line, the Dalai Lama shakes his head. Images of bayoneted monks flicker on his retinas. I turn, brown eyes hooded by epicanthic folds ask a question. The answer floats beyond my grasp like a helium balloon unattended for a millisecond too long buoyed by dense air the balloon rises through the heavens of form and no form to arrive at the infinite sea of milk where vishnu floats dreaming the dream that is the world with each snore a billion suns arise and wink out of existence yet the balloon waits the slumbering god snorts, scratches his nose, and turns on his side.
3: Woo! Um, thank you, John, for starting us off on our little. Degree.
0: Um, does anybody else want to go? I have like brand new shit. Do it. How's your how's how's your uh, thesis coming along?
3: Well, this is one of the like the latest pieces. Fantastic. Um, Yeah, Uh, but there's a twist. Usually, when I do these things, well, we'll see if it works. Like that because there's technical things that I have to do. But like, I'm going to play a song, and then there's a poem that goes with it, right? And usually, when I do that, it's like like sort of the chick singer's voice talking to the uh, one of the dudes who's written a song. But this time the voice should be, it's it's the rhythm guitar player speaking to like the character based on me and a song that I wrote. So my voice should be like says het male basically. (laughs) So that's like the twist. Um, All right. So let's see if like, I will test out the music first. Okay. Well so hold on a second. I'm gonna like make it so I can see you guys. Okay, can you guys hear this? Right. Uh, can you hear it? That's not the right song. Okay, okay whatever happened? I know. I'm sorry. No more violence. We're not to this. time we'd ever played that song live so like there's like that's why there's like those weird like pauses between the the choruses and stuff because the band like doesn't really totally exactly know what they're doing but yeah anyways so yeah that's the new piece (laughs) i had this guy at the i had this guy at the scotia read it last tuesday and it was pretty funny like he started making up his own words like instead of like instead of saying like um like, uh, now I, and now you're making me play guitar on a song about your crappy lays. He's like, and now you're making me say spoken word over your crappy lays. I, <laughs> so I'm like, Fuck you, dude. Like, it's part of the rock opera. Be quiet. Anyway, so, thank you. Yay. Fun. And that is my Stevie Nicks song. That's like the the one song that I wrote that's like fucking, like, it just, yeah, it's so, it's so Stevie Nicks. Yes.
4: Uh, who, are, who are the directors that uh, like I- improvisation and who are the directors who just want the lines spoken as written?
3: God, I don't know. I don't know that much about film. I mean, I but thought they, it was funny that he was... I thought it was kind of fun that he was improv because it was like... Because, actually, none of the people involved had ever fucking performed the piece either. Like, we'd never rehearsed it, so it was totally fucking, like, completely, like... Which I like because then you can kinda like make interesting mistakes and shit. But I mean I'm not a director, so I don't know. I can't imagine Quentin Tarantino. Uh oh.
0: She
4: froze
0: froze in a cute uh, like a in a in a nice position. Yeah, she did. Sometimes when people freeze freeze, it's like their eyes are half closed, they look like they're on drugs. That's always fun.
5: (laughs) Got like
4: a frozen, like in the thinker sort of moment. Yeah. Well, it's probably being a performer, you know, you have to freeze in a in an appropriate looking, good looking way, you
0: know. Well, I that's what um Tyra Banks, I'm kind of obsessed with her. She taught me um from the TV that when you walk into a crowded room, you have to know where all the cameras are so that you can pose to the camera, not pose, so that it looks like you're just you just happen to know where all the cameras are and have a good look on your face all the time. <laughs> So it's just research. Anyways, oh, we spe- lost.
4: Speaking of uh, speaking of freezing, we just lost her.
0: Yeah, yeah I think she'll she she'll jump back in. Uh, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm on a on a co-host tip. I, I haven't yeah, been. I, I saw. It. <laughs> Is she coming back? I haven't been writing poetry. I've only been writing jokes, jokes and jokes and jokes and jokes. And um, it was exciting. I got up on the punchline on Sunday, so and I did really well that was really good. Things are really good in my life. And so um, I
4: could stand to hear a joke.
0: Yeah, so it's crazy because things things are going um, really, really well in my life. And I mean, the only thing I can pay attention to right now is just trying to not die. Like um, every time I cross the street and through the crosswalk I'm looking both ways. I'm I'm paying attention to everything. I'm trying to stay away from like notoriously bad parts of San Francisco uh, and schools. Uh, I've been trying to drink less I, i've I've removed choking hazards from my house you know um Legos uh, very small pretzels twenty seven year olds <laughs> could you could you imagine could you imagine suffocating uh on jizz? <laughs> that would be like oh she died doing what she loved twenty seven year olds <laughs> yeah uh a lot of people will ask, you know, "Hey, do you do you swallow?" And to that, I say, "Of course," but I always leave a little bit just for witchcraft. That's that you can get the twenty-seven-year-olds back here because I am. I'm four, I'm forty-seven now, and uh, I feel hot for the first time in my life, and, and that's because I'm going through menopause. I'm on fire <laughs> all of the time. The hot flashes are real and horrific. It's so difficult. I finally understand why people, well, women, we have cute panties. I never understood that. When I was in my 20s, I was like, why would you spend $20 on a pair of underwear that you're just going to destroy? And now nothing's coming. It's fine. I can could, I could wear anything I want. It's just there's nothing coming out of there. That's, that's fun. Menopause is great. It's, uh, it's amazing because I have the libido of a 14-year-old boy, but the problem is that I smell like a 14-year-old boy, it's, uh, pastrami, corn chips. I eat neither of these things. I have no idea why I smell like this. Uh, that's my new menopause stuff. I wrote a, I wrote a, a joke about Texas. Um, I mean, they're trying to overturn Roe v. Wade. It's so scary right now what's happening to, to women's rights. But really, I just don't understand Texans because like, they love guns and they love capital punishment. But they hate abortion. Abortion is fun-sized execution. You'd think that they'd be super into microdosing murder. Like, come on, Texas. Stick with one thing. Uh, uh, I mean, what happens in Texas when um, you make these 16-year-old girls have babies and then they're not good at football? Like, what do you do with those kids? I mean, I guess in Texas now they're using them for target practice. Ah, see, that's too far. I knew that's too far. Too soon, too far. Sorry, everybody. Is Aaron back? Okay, good. You're back.
6: Yeah.
1: I was just. I haven't
0: been writing poetry. I've just been writing, uh, just jokes, 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 and uh, having the opportunity to tell them, which is, um, I'm so lucky. I've been having.
3: Wait, but haven't you done like 170 shows in like 60 days? Right. So
0: I um, in March. I did 66 performances and in April I did 77 performances. And in May, I calmed down a little bit and I just counted the minutes. But I had like 483 minutes for the month, which is pretty great because I was doing longer, I was getting booked more so I was getting doing longer sets. And now I'm obsessively counting my stage time, which I shouldn't do. Like I'm I'm totally it's like it's like oh. <laughs> yeah, I have OCD tendencies. Now I can Like ooh data data, and I hate I realize why I've hated data in the past is that I know as a totally obsessive person that now, I'm, I'm like like I and I don't know which what things to count as stage time and and not I'm only writing down comedy stage time karaoke doesn't count I sang two karaoke songs last night doesn't count even though it's performances (laughs) it's not it doesn't count it's not jokes so really yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) and I have to I mean I'm just it's crazy. I I just have to be performing all the time. I'm having so much fun. But it's my life is, I was uh, losing my mind yesterday at OMG at one of my open mics. I'm standing there and all these comedians are coming in, getting ready to do their jokes or whatever. And I just start like cackling like a crazy woman because my life is so crazy. Like we've just, we've just gone up to a new echelon of crazy, like that I'm performing seven nights a week and having all the, I mean, it's like living my best life. Mm-hmm. So I literally am just trying not to die right now. Cause like everything's happening like so great that I feel like, I feel like this is the end or something. And I'm like, no, no, this is not the end. So I'm just trying not to get hit by a stray bullets, anything like that. So uh, <laughs> none of that was writing. That was just it's me so talking. It's
3: difficult it. living in the Tenderloin. Like somebody just sent me a thing about like them having declared a
0: state of emergency. Or something. Well, the, you know, the Tenderloin's actually cleaned up on some streets significantly because of a new company called Urban Alchemy. And there are these guys, they hire ex-cons and they're in eight different cities, I think, in California. And they wear these black hoodies with this green writing. And it says, once you see us, you can't unsee us. And it's true. And they've cleaned up Hyde Street. It, you wouldn't believe it. it it's un, it's, it's wow. in the last three weeks, there is a remarkable change in the Tenderloin because of these Urban Alchemy people. It's men and women. but they, I, I don't think they're all ex-cons, but they're providing jobs for people, and it's amazing. Like, And they're keeping things... And the other day, there was a guy who was like cuckoo, wacko, Cocoa Puffs, like no shoes, like many bags, and I was waiting for my open mic, and I was just smoking on the street, and this guy was starting to verbally assault me, you know, you know, but I was... So I kind of start walking away and I walk toward one of the urban alchemy guys and I'm like, I'm just gonna hang out next to you for a second. He's like, Yeah, yeah, cool, I got you. And so then the guy came up and and the urban alchemy guy like dealt with it in a really nice way. But it's that because they've been incarcerated in the past, they know how to judge people on a second, and they're used to having their life sort of constantly in the balance or something. I don't know, but amazing. they they're just they're great. Urban alchemy, huh. look them up. It's they've just changed. San totally Francisco. Like
3: That's amazing.
0: Yeah.
3: Um all right. So does anybody else have stuff that they want to share?
0: I saw Carolyn Hashimoto's here and I saw that uh bad is here and I and uh, yeah, I'm so excited.
3: Yeah,
0: and Alyssa. You guys,
3: <laughs> what you got?
6: I, I I don't have anything. Sorry.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I I'm I'm currently obsessed with um Mowing my lawn. I've become very middle class, middle aged, just like that. I used to be like scared of electric mirrors, but I've now like oh it's like meditation. Can I so ask sorry
0: Can I ask for a request? Can will you read the one about the feminism one that's about the cow then then you changed all of it? It was the it's a feminist poem about you took something and changed it into women. It was like inseminating cows or something. And you made it women. Oh, oh. I
7: can't. I can look at, yeah, really? I love it's, that it's poem.
0: Maybe like, um, I, I, mean, I remember it. I think about it all the time. The one, the one where... Um, so funny. It's like the manual
7: for basically yeah. getting cows pregnant. Yeah. So I changed it to G. Yeah,
0: give me a minute. I'll find it. I loved yeah. it because it's, it's so important right yeah, now yeah, that we're, okay. there were well because they're revoking roe v wade and like all of women's rights and abilities are all in the balance and the whole idea of women being like a cow and that we've been called that in the past there's so much it's just such a beautiful feminist poem
7: okay <laughs> I, i'm gonna have to find it so bear with me <laughs> okay so just talk amongst yourselves for a bit <laughs> it could be a long walk amongst yourself
3: how is everybody? Nobody's dying of COVID. Oh. Bart has well, it. Well, I had I had That's COVID twice. Back in now. May. John, didn't you have it last week or something?
4: No, I got I had it back in May. They gave me the uh, the antivirals, the Paxlovid, and that boy, that just knocked the knocked the symptoms right out. You know, within a day I was feeling feeling better. The only thing is, it gives this really weird taste in your mouth. You know, it tastes really bitter. You know, like, uh, but uh, it's it dying.
3: <laughs> I feel like have that here in the uk like you're not giving us antiviral stuff. no but there's there's other
6: stuff if you are um clinically vulnerable which a lot of people still are right yeah. and always will be um there so my friend who is cv had covid about five six weeks ago uh now about a month and you have to they're one of the only people who can still look sets of people who can still order free lap flows so she tested positive on a lap flow and basically she's got a trick like a trigger line the covid Uh medicine department at the hospital but they're still overrun here (laughs) and so she didn't have to wait for somebody to call you back and then she didn't actually get anything because Uh they have not got that they have not got the ability to respond as fast and as hard as they actually need to with um with antivirals which is shocking except it's not at all shocking it's inevitable really
4: (laughs) yeah i was worried that they weren't going to get to me in time but you know i somehow ended up getting just just there are there are ways yeah yeah
8: but john where are you
4: well i'm 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 in boston so it's it's not not uk so it's a it's a total difference yeah
8: so i i'm from boston too and um Actually, a fuck ton of my friends have gotten sick in the last month. Pretty much everybody, everybody I know at home has gotten COVID uh, in the last month, except for my family. So, knock on wood. But yeah. um, I mean, they hand out the antivirals like candy to every, like literally everyone I know. Like they're like, Definitely. you're overweight, have antivirals. You have asthma, have it. Like they give it to everybody. Is um, so, but you, it's just like completely different. Like everybody gets the antivirals there. I don't know why.
4: Or- well, they work. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm, over, I'm over 65, so that was why I qualified. And yeah. So,
0: yeah. I wouldn't have thought that either. I would never have thought that you were over 65. Never. I thought you were in your 20s, uh, yeah, yeah. like me. Yeah.
4: Oh. <laughs> no, I, Actually, Pam, I'm 27. Just
0: ah! <laughs> Call back. <laughs> uh, I saw that Carolyn found it.
7: Okay, so go, Carolyn. Okay, I found it. Okay, so um, this particular one um, didn't make the final of Cow. It's like, so it's not in in the book, so it's an exclusive. Um, Okay, it's called Past the Vestibule and Into the Vagina. Can you hear me? Yes. Past the Vestibule and Into the Vagina. The chance of success is greatly increased when she is relaxed. She should stand on a level surface with plenty of grip. She should also be appropriately restrained. Clean her vulva with a paper towel and put on a full arm glove and lubricant. Insert your arm into her by forming a cone with your fingers while keeping the tail aside with your other hand. Gently work out any excess shit. And if the rectum becomes distended with gas or she strains excessively, withdraw the arm and consider re-serving a few hours later. She must be relaxed during the procedure to avoid injury, as the rectum wall is a delicate structure. After locating the cervix, use the elbow to exert downward, exert downward pressure onto the vagina. This will part the lips of the vulva in preparation for the gun. The lips should be wiped clean with the gun inserted past the vestibule and into the vagina. The blind pocket around the cervix can make it difficult to manoeuvre the gun into the cervical canal entrance. To resolve this, push the cervix as far forward as possible closing the pocket with your grip. Once the tip is in the canal, you should feel a gritty sensation. Line up the gun with the cervix and pass it through the canal, manipulating the cervix back over the tip of the gun. Care should be taken to avoid placing the semen into just one horn. In addition, the walls of the uterus are extremely delicate and easily damaged. Deposit the semen slowly by counting five, Four, three, two, one. Every so often you may come across a cervix that will defeat you despite your best efforts. <laughs> so what that is, what that actually is, it's a it's a it's like from Farmers Weekly, it's like from Farmers Weekly magazine. That's the actual word for word how they inseminate a cow, dairy cattle. That's how you get your milk, folks. Um, and I just changed cow to she and, um, yeah. That's
4: <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant. I like, I like it's that. That's, perfect
7: that's going be brilliant. <laughs> so awesome. It was a gift, really. But yeah, I know. Yeah. It's quite hard, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
5: I was working out in my head and then like halfway through, I like, oh, okay, that's what it is. That is real. It's a real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> halfway through, I kind <laughs> of like, you head, you- I,
3: like... Sorry? Is that why I didn't make the cut? Because of copyright shit? I don't know,
7: actually. I can't
3: remember. Or it was just too long or too think, you know, and- I said everything. I had like
7: cow and tongue. There was a whole massive thing. Like cow itself is literally just half of... There was a whole other bit about all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
7: Um, so I guess it was kind of in that section.
3: Well, it is time now for our spotlight slot. Spotlight. <laughs> So, hello, Tanya. I know I've introduced you to everybody anyways, but sometimes I pretend that we're going to be formal. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, like, Tanya is a graduate. For those who don't know, Tanya was, as like, an alumni of the University of Glasgow's DFA program um, that I've been in since, what, like, I was 12 or some crap. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> like, and so... <laughs> Anyways, she's just published her second pamphlet, and it's called Prompts, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that she's going to read stuff from it tonight. Yeah. So cool. Take it away, Tanya.
5: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I feel like I've known about Choose Poetry, Choose Life for a long time, and I've never come, <laughs> but... To my credit, it is. It's I do a lot of Zoom time, and I teach on Zoom, and I spend a lot of hours mentoring on Zoom, and so for some reason, it's always really hard to make it on a Wednesday night. Any Zooming past 8 p.m. is like a no-go for me, <laughs> but I'm really glad to be here and also get to be spotlight slut. I really enjoy that term. I feel like that is like the pinnacle of my sex life and romantic life right now, to be a spotlight slut of a poetry night. Like I'm being very single in my life right now. So now I can at least say I've been a spotlight slut on a Wednesday night. That's really nice. Um, I thought, I feel like several people know me. So I'm sorry for those of you that are going to hear repeated stuff. So I guess I have like quite a bit of time, which I'm not going to use all of it, but I was going to read a few poems from my first book, if that's okay to start. So my first collection is um, This Exquisite Corpse. And I actually, so i produced it with Aaron and I's friend, um, and then he closed the press <laughs> without telling me, sort of, at first. Um, and so now I'm doing small print runs myself. So if anyone's interested in obtaining this book, it has to come directly from me because it's not distributed anywhere. There's no more copies available except the ones that I'm printing um and yeah i'll just read a couple from it but i'm not going to read only the ones so i co-run a cabaret a sex positive cabaret called fucking filthy cabaret that aaron is actually performing at this month so if you are in glasgow on june 19th Erin will be singing nasty dirty blues songs which we're really excited to have her back again um but i was like if i'm gonna read poems i'm not gonna read the ones i read the cabaret all the time so i'll just read a couple different ones so i'm gonna read one called shameless um because I never get to read it, and I'm thinking a lot about my friends back home, so. <sighs> Shameless. My friends and I sat around the kitchen table. Remember that one time you let that guy do coke off your tits so that we could get free drugs? Remember that time we drove from Bellingham to Portland with a rack of beer in the back seat and did cocaine off the dashboard? Remember that time you had a threesome while our other friend was asleep at the foot of the bed? Was that technically a foursome? Remember that time we made the taxi driver take us through McDonald's before we went home? Remember when you took that homeless guy home and fucked him? Remember when you blew your hand up from lighting a sparkler bomb, but you told the ER doctor it was a barbecue accident? Remember that time I babysat the kid and I probably shouldn't have? Here's what happened. I had spent a weekend camping. Mushrooms, Adderall, alcohol. I had to work, and I couldn't get out of it. My friend loaded a 9 millimeter for me and told me to unload the round before I left. It'll wake you up, he said. Down the mountain I drove, stopping to pee and get a coffee. The six hours of working is a blur. I needed ibuprofen and Gatorade, so I loaded the kit up at the stroller 7-Eleven. I came to pushing the stroller down the sidewalk. I came to with the kid jumping on me while I was passed out on the couch. I came to while I was stirring macaroni and cheese on the stovetop. I came to while I was peeing on the toilet. I came to when the mom walked in the door, kid asleep next to me, TV blaring a Disney movie. I am lucky she was understanding. I came to when she and I smoked on the porch and she told me, don't ever fuck up like that again. Remember that time you were fucked up and had to babysit? Remember that time you puked out of my car as I was driving you to the airport? Remember that time you got sucker punched by that guy's girlfriend? Remember when we all got high on mushrooms and sat around topless? Remember that time? That one. Um, I don't even know what to read. I feel like really liberated, but then I'm going to just go back to the ones I always read. <laughs> The collection is like quite a lot about um, my twenties, and um, my friend had overdosed from heroin. So it was like in part a book that was in response to processing that grief. But I rarely read those grief poems because I'm now a comedian or a poet who does comedy, or you know that's sort of my world. So it's much harder to read those those sort of sad sad poems. Um, so I'll read one of the, the sexy funny poems instead. <laughs> Sometimes I think about what it would be like to take that stranger home from the bar. And then I remember when I was drunk last night. I smoked a cigarette in my room and ate a bag of crisps. And now there's crumbs and ashes all over my sheets. Sometimes I watch porn. My roommate suggested Pornhub as a free site. Be very specific when searching, he said. So I type in. Real lesbians fingering each other, women getting spankings, gay men making out, women with pubic hair, guys in dresses fucking chicks, big dicks, medium sized tits, and pegging. Sometimes I look at Tinder while I am pooping, wondering how offended someone might be if they knew that I had charted them while taking a massive shit. I think it means I'm not that serious about it. Sometimes I start masturbating with extreme fervor, driving my fingers in as deep as I can go. And then I stop, feeling lazy. And I think about how much easier if I had a dick that I could just tug and yank till I come. Sometimes I think about all the gross things I do. How am I ever gonna have a partner? I think about it when I pick my nose, fart in bed, Smell dirty socks and decide they're clean enough to put on and when i've eaten something off the dirty kitchen floor sometimes i worry about all the nudes i have sent all of them my tits my pussy fingering myself a dildo in i have just sent those by text message and then i think i've received dick pics and i actually like solicited dick pics so maybe I shouldn't worry so much. I have to say the best part about being a poet is reading that poem at an open mic night where some of my Intro to Poetry students were. So I was like, hi, I'm your professor. I send dildo pictures off into the world. It's was, it was a really great leveling moment. So <laughs> I don't really believe in any hierarchy as an educator. So it was great to just have that with them. <laughs> Sometimes I imagine being a sex worker. How much money would I make? Is there a niche market for a chubby pansexual woman willing to do almost anything? I think about how it'd be such a good story. I wouldn't have to date, and I'd get laid all the fucking time. Sometimes I want to be single forever. Sometimes I want to be married. Sometimes, most times, I think think too fucking much. So. That's just a taster of <laughs> that, that book. Um, yeah, I love reading from it. If you want a copy of it, I'll put my email in the chat. Um, yeah, I'm really keen to, to continue to have that have its own life. Um, but I am here to talk about a new book, which I'm really thrilled that Orange Apple Press took this book on um, because it's weird and is very in line with everything I do, which for me, this is absolutely collapsing of my practice as an educator and my practice as a creative and it is a book that is an invitation to respond to it and it is a book that's an invitation to ignore me um and it is a book that is about asking what it means to be a poet and giving space for other people to respond to poetry um and so i'll put the um website in the chat So, essentially, I've written this book. It is a series of prompts, and I'll read the intro because it kind of explains it, but anybody who hears this, who buys the book, reads the book, responds to any of the prompts, is invited to submit to an anthology that's going to be produced by Orange Apple Press, which is going to be a response to this book um for me that's what's quite exciting is that orange apple press was i was basically like yeah but i want to do this book but like it's not about me and then we have to do another book after this book (laughs) because this book is meant to to make another book happen um and they're just really here for it and super keen and supportive which is really nice to have a small press be like yeah cool you want to do this weird thing we'll let you do it um So I understand that you usually do like a bit of writing exercises. So Aaron has suggested tonight after the break that you're going to do some writing, maybe based on my book. I'm totally going to tap out at the break because I'm tired and I've had over five hours of Zoom meetings today. (laughs) Even though it's like a non-lockdown world, man, I'm still still living like a lockdown life um, because I run my own business from home. (laughs) So... I'm going to read some of them. And I thought what would be fun is I'm going to like randomly pick some because I know there's a few people here who've heard me read it and have lovingly, kindly come to some of my launches I've been doing in person and online. Um, And so while I'm reading them, the invitation is to just ignore me. (laughs) Basically, once you hear something, if it strikes something for you, please follow that thread. Please write it down. Please make a note um please respond and then please 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 submit to the anthology um i'm really excited to get to be part of it so i'll read the little intro and we'll sort of play a random book page and see what happens tonight what began as a way to remember the things i wanted to write about became something more after the first day of transcribing my handwritten words into type it became a catalog of time spent in lockdown It became a catalog of my experiences. And then it became a series of prompts, invitations to you, the reader, the listener. And then it became an essay, an essay about life. And then it became a collection of poems. Let's see what (laughs) happens. Number 13, after nearly falling on the icy pavement, use Be Careful. Be careful. Careful. Write about cold. Write about warmth. Write about ice. About ice on the inside of your windows. About ice on the streets. About ice that is broken. Describe fog. Write about skating. Use kerfuffle. Use tenuous. Use whoopsie-daisy, whoopsie-daisy. Write about boots. Don't write about boots. Write about putting away. Write about storage. Describe process, processing, processed. Write about whiskey barrels. Write about Gertrude Stein. Write about never don't write about forever. Number 23, after talking to granny on the phone for two hours, write about soulmates, write about talking about nothing. Use our bond is not dependent on your knowing. Our bond is not dependent on your knowing. Write about exchange of ideas. Describe missing. Write about love. About being loved. About loving. About unconditional love. Use happy birthday. Happy birthday. Write about time differences. Write about cake. Use when I see you. When I see you. Describe how she knew. Write about having a full brain. Write about small still lives. Write about routine. Explain reverence. Write a first draft. Don't write a first draft. Use invisible ink. Write about online shopping. About justifying purchases about buyer's remorse, about the shame of shopping. Write about Lowborn by Carrie Hudson. Write about how long six months is. Write about how long six months feels. Don't write about six months. Number seven, after a hot shower and a moment alone. Describe inappropriate text messages. Write about patterns. Write about abundance. Use a piece of tape. Write about laughter. Use laughter. Laugh. Explain regrets. Write about lights. About lights that glow. About the light of a face. About the lightness of your mind. Describe a single candle on the table. Write about the weather. Use show and tell. Show. Tell. Explain pointed. Write about interrogations. Write about your tattoos. Write about your ring finger. About your middle finger. About your pinky. Use sense. Use red ribbon. Write about a shed. Write about reminders. Don't write about travel. Describe before. Describe after. Write about how. And I'll do one more. decide which one to do this one (laughs) number 24 on the day of a birthday write about age write about looking young write about feeling old write about takeaways use back to normal don't use back to normal write about depressing conversations write about birthday on me write about gratitude explain contemplation write about what you were scared of use just like this just like this describe the feeling of being about to cry write about a change of scenery write about feeling the weight of it About whatever it is. About whatever it was. About it. Write about casual drug use. Write about 10 years ago. Don't write about 10 years ago. Use a morning spooning. Morning spooning. Write about the emptiness after Zoom meetings. (laughs) Appropriate. Write about Oscar Wilde. Use the quote, to begin to love oneself is the start of a lifelong romance. To begin to love oneself, starts lifelong romance. I'll stop there. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>
6: hey.
3: Hey. Right.
5: I'm going
3: to do more. Yeah. More. more okay. sh- Shameless, huh? Did you, uh, did you want to do more? I thought you were done. No,
5: no, I was just going to do more shameless promotion for like oh, oh,
3: right. the okay, three well, people yeah. who
5: don't know that I run a small business. I feel right. like everyone else in the room knows. <laughs> yeah, I guess we sort of thought, yeah. Well, <laughs> I run a small business called Beyond Form Creative Writing and I teach experimental writing and mentor experimental writing. I'm going on hiatus. It's great. I'm really excited. I. June twentieth is my last day, and then I'm not teaching again until like September eighteenth.
0: Good for I'm you. Really, here for that. Are you going? Where, where are you going? You going to Greece?
5: <laughs> Wish no. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying in Scotland. Oh. Uh, no, I get to go home to the states. Oh I'll go to the states at the end of August, beginning of September. But mostly, it's just that I received some a small amount of funding through um, Creative Scotland, which is a a grant in the UK, um, which means I don't have to teach or earn money. Alive, ridiculously. I mean, I do need money, Um but it means I can focus on a new book I'm working on. So. The hope.
8: Sunny, before you go, I just I just want to show you. Oh, and then and then that's it gets, good branding. It better, it gets better. Look what's here, and then, and then I found this. Oh.
5: So glad you put your camera on just to promote all of my businesses and all
8: my all my (laughs) swag. I have it. I have it all. I didn't even plan that.
5: I mean, the fucking filthy cabaret mug, in my opinion, is personally the greatest.
8: I love carrying this to Zoom meetings, and it just catches being like, (laughs)
5: yeah. I mean, because from a distance, you can't quite see the name of that bearded iris. Unavoidably vaginal. So
8: um. <laughs> I, I think like for the other people in the meeting who see it and appreciate it, it's like,
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm glad you have it. Yeah, we have a show on the 19th and it's going to be a good one. I, Aaron, honestly, so many people are so excited you're coming back. Like I had some of our regulars message me and they're like, I didn't realize it was Father's Day. Like, I'm an idiot. And someone messaged me, and she was like, we all really hate Father's Day, so we're coming to fucking Filthy instead. I was like, amazing. That wasn't planned. <laughs> and I was like, well, Erin will be back singing. And she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, it's great.
3: Yeah, it's, like, it's a, it's cool, because, I of course, now that I'm, like, looking to like for places to move to in Belfast, I find a guitar player and fucking like that lives two doors down from me. And
5: yeah. And you already have like a band album cover. Your picture's so good. but like, <laughs> We like got that while we were in Dundee and I was like, well, look at Aaron. She's like in a fucking band now. Like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, But yeah, so that, but for, well, for people, well, I guess, I mean, I don't know. Cause like, it's the, it's like, well, Carolyn, you could come maybe. You could if you if you want, you could stay with me. Same with you, Alyssa, if you want to come to the I I,
8: I really wanna come. I have to figure out how to do it right though, because all the trains between Glasgow and um Edinburgh are all fucked up now. And, and on I, a Sunday. They're really bad a, on a Sunday. I have a scan the next morning at Royal Infirmary in Edinburgh that I I like I cannot miss. So I'm really paranoid about getting stuck in Glasgow, but I want to go so bad. I have to be. Oh, like, how so
3: I could probably like if, if, if it is the next morning, I could probably give you a ride back to Edinburgh on my motorcycle.
8: Oh my, oh. God. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! But oh, we have. To I do have two
3: helmets.
8: I, have I might this my I've never been on a motorcycle <laughs> before. <gasps> Oh okay, we have to talk. We have we, we Okay, have to no, talk. totally,
3: totally. Okay,
8: I mean, okay. Yeah. We'll, have, we'll talk after
3: this. Yeah. Um so, Are we talking about the
7: nineteenth? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. What, yeah, I I've got it in my diary. If I can get if I can get I've just, I've just moved, I've got new neighbors. Let's just get dealing with the cats. But they've got wow. a cat they've got a cat flap now, so they could they could probably survive one night without me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's why I have Louise at my house right now. It's because of Roscoe. (laughs) Anyways. Um, Okay, so yeah. So so basically, like I was, oh my god. Like, well, so I've I've taken a couple of Tanya's classes. Um, so if you're not in if you're not in Glasgow, like then and you or you're not associated with Glasgow Uni and you don't know about it, it's like you can go on the website and it's not just, you know, the classes are not just from Tanya. There's a bunch of people. Um like that have you know pitched ideas and are, have run kind of pretty cool classes through so it's kind of like it's yeah um and they're usually just like you know exploring creativity right like or am i is that my I, I, I don't want to misspeak right like oh no, that's perfect it's not just Great. about and 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 i think often my experience has been that it's often like process oriented as opposed to product oriented. So like it's it's like kind of really useful for me in that way because I often um, use the classes to generate new material. Like so if you have a project, but even if you don't, you know, like you could maybe all of a sudden start developing one through one of the, you know, there's like six weeks courses and then there's sometimes there's just one day and um but yeah. So
4: can I, can I butt in here and ask a question? Yeah. yeah. So, so, Tanya, you, you, your, your website talks about experimental writing, and can you explain a little bit about what, what you think experimental writing is and maybe more importantly how you can make experimental writing still interesting to the reader?
5: Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I mean, I've been studying it, I guess, for like seven years. And it's really, like, hybrid or cross-genre or interdisciplinary, like, basically any work that is interrogating, pushing at the kind of borders of genre and saying, man, I'm going to actually do things the way I want to do things, which could mean a mix of prose and poetry, a mix of fiction and nonfiction, image, uh, text that looks really funky on the page. Um, I personally think that all writing is experimental, like, because humanities experimental and creativity is strange um but I think that the reason it was the second part like about the readers might get bored is that what I uh, took from that
4: yeah how do you ma- how do you make something experimental uh, also something that will keep the readers attention
5: uh, I've never been asked that question because most people like don't want to read experimental work <laughs> not because they're bored but because they're like I just want to read what I've been taught to read, which is like prose paragraphs that look super normal on the page. Um, But I think sites of innovation and inventiveness that extend what a text is saying, like when it's, I don't ever say, oh, just willy-nilly slap things around strange on a page. Um, But when things are done with intention that sort of like push the content forward in new ways, I think that's what gets exciting. Um, And I would say I read it and teach people who read it, so...
4: Well, thank you. The reason I asked is, you know, I kind of bristle uh, at all these fiction classes that tell you that you know your story has to have conflict and it has to have these plot points and stuff like that and you know I have been just trying to write stories that don't do that I have a whole collection of them that uh, you know seventy five thousand words of things where I'm just trying to deconstruct what uh, you know what people tell you stories are supposed to be and trying all sorts of different things so that's that's why that's why it uh, it interested me and the other thing that you talked about uh, you know interest in process rather than product i took some uh, classes from jack Grape, who's up in los angeles and has what he calls method writing and he's also very interested in process not product you know and uh, so that that kind of rang a bell there anyway thanks yeah, for yeah. answering.
5: yeah i mean look look on the website i mean there's a course coming up in the summer about liminality it's like the the first time we're running a summer course um but i do like one-on-one consultation meetings and mentorship um, all, everything we do is accessible as well. So it's all on sliding scale. So if you were ever keen to like, I always love to sit and chat with people about their projects, um, especially people who are writing something where they've been told, oh, what well, story has to be a certain way or look a certain way. And then I'm like, no, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and We should be trusting our instincts as creatives to make work that the story wants to have made. And like the first thing I teach in any workshop I teach is really about like let go of anything you think that it has to be done um, and just do what you want to do and like let that kind of form itself into something new yeah i would be keen to how old is your daughter
6: uh, she's 14 but she's she struggles with writing but it's like physically with writing but the the thing about <laughs> it's just the thing he's saying about stories having to have conflict He's like but i can't make any there's not any there <laughs> She's actually, she's actually an amazing storyteller and has the, I um, don't know what she hides in her brain, all sorts of exciting things.
5: <laughs> I've been really keen recently to like work with some younger folks. Don't know how that's going to like play out in the coming year, but like I know that creativity saved my life wholeheartedly and books saved my life. And so I've been really keen to like potentially do some classes or work with some people that are um, under 18. I just have to <laughs> not wear like a sailor <laughs> that's my only thing i know i can do it i know i can everything i do is applicable to younger audiences i just have to like curb my own sailor mouth
6: so. <laughs> yeah i think so too Alyssa. i think like my daughter's complaint is always why do people uh why do people lose their imagination and
5: uh, that is always my question <laughs> i love it
6: I don't know if it's just our household where we have conversations like what would happen if only half of you could go to school, which bit would go, and what would the other half look like, um, and, I, and one, the one I remember when she was very small, small is "Is what if everything was made of wellies, like what if you were in, in a place where everything was made of wellies, she was about four, I think, and I was like, well I don't know, what would that be like, what would you do, so I think she, yeah. I think a lot of it's taught out of them and that makes me really sad because she's not um I say she she's she's fine, she just she struggles with the physical act of writing and with uh, word recall and spelling and stuff like that. So um but if you let her loose, mm. if you give her a chance to let her loose she comes up hello Pam. <laughs> she Sorry. comes up with all sorts of exciting stuff and she's got really good ideas and it, it's frustrating for me as a parent to watch her not have places to to you know to let that thing go.
5: Yeah, it is it is a really hard thing. Are you where are you at in the UK out of curiosity? Um
6: East Anglia. Okay.
5: I was gonna yeah. say I'm I'm Out near Paisley, and I'm working right now with Paisley Council. Are you tired
9: of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship, sail through over 40. Different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. BTQ friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk.
1: He So Italy.
9: They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio. FM has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs>
4: International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes, all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code breaking. Quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the US government and its personal, as the Enigma Brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex. The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon.
9: Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? that's what I'm saying. It's the joke workshop Mondays, six to eight p.m.s at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four
7: ninety-nine. Nine. I was just leaving the theater.
5: Convertible. <laughs> 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material and I drove
2: it up here. And I
8: started
4: to do some thinking. I and I'm having a, a really, really good time. Flat
2: black like classic. Just classy. smoking big splits and cruising on Cadillac on the I like am a total you. friendly and
4: I fraud and Laurie
1: voice is absolutely right. I am
6: Teddy Bay as an adolescent. And
10: I will cut the wrong
6: shit. Henry!
10: Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your Chief Nurse Major and uh, She makes some accusations, Henry, I, I find pretty hard
4: to believe.
10: Uh, the dude minds, man.
4: Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine but never his loyalty until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Cluny is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon.
9: Hey, Mutant Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service.
11: The San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year, enough for 93,000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer again www.sffoodbank.org sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how you can help
6: Good evening, my name is Gladys. <laughs>
8: Oh, I live in a house for the books I do think you
0: can start to it. live with I mean, I find them It's not enough Like that We're coming back here To more Poetry, Choose Poetry, Choose Life Here on Mutiny Radio Dot FM and Dot
6: SIF Is he struggling to physically read anymore? He's okay. okay. listening to everything So um, but yeah, happy so I go through another I I like being able to give books away though. Like that, that feels really good.
8: It just feels be to say to somebody like, here, like I I really love this, so I think you will
6: too. I think that's really nice. So. Yeah, I got I got rid of a um, I preened out my worship prep library as well, and I was able to gift something to a friend of mine who's just started doing what I do. And then I was sitting with some other stuff, and there was an appeal on one of, on a group that I'm on that was like, "We're looking for music books, so it's going to help people learn to play music in Ghana." I think so. I'm like, "Yeah, it's all a win." Oh. I know it's so cool. I was really that made me really, that genuinely made me really happy. That find, is really like cool. anything that I'm giving away if I'm not using it, want to find somebody who can actually like have a have a use for it. I've gathered a library over time and Same. I I know what I'm gonna use now
8: and I've Same. given a whole Same. load away. So Yeah, yeah. No my my only thing is like um uh I I move when I move, like shipping it like I've I've lived in a lot of, all over the world
1: and <laughs> she is I have I'm one that I around, like when I'm travelling, so I can't
3: It's weird, speaking of giving away books, like I remember one time, like I had read it in high school, but then I read it again. And now I kind of read this book. Like there's a couple books that I read like every four or five years or so. Um, and one of them is God Bless You, Mr. Rosewater by Kurt Vonnegut. And so I remember one time I finished the book and is I was that
4: the one where he was a Nazi or was that a, that's a different one? Rose, no,
3: that's a different one. The The God Bless You, Mr. Rosewater is about this guy who is right, like, basically, his, like, his, he's an heir, or like a, like a, like a, he's a rich guy. He was born with silver spoon in his mouth. His family, were like, owns a whole town called Rosewater in Indiana, and they, like, basically build up the town. I can't remember if they make tires or something like that, you know. But, um, and he cannot... Live with the guilt of how capitalism has given him every advantage in life, and like other and the you know and the and of course because of industrialization and like the way that American capitalism is gone, the town doesn't really have doesn't it's like his own company does that he that now he is no longer dependent upon because he's like independently wealthy with all these vested interests everywhere else. And the villas in France and whatever, um, he doesn't, the, the, but the town is not providing, like, or his factory or whatever is not, no longer providing jobs for the people that grew up in this town that he's named after. So he decides to drop out and become a volunteer fireman and like, or, well, he does that, but he also just, he just has, sets up an office in the town and like takes and tries to take care of the people and be like of help to them, however he can. And... They basically decide, like, so the whole story is about whether or not he's, in, like, legally insane, that, uh, okay. that he's done that. So anyways, it's I just really love it because it's such a critique of, of capitalism. And so anyways, but I was on the, I think it was on, like, the 7-8 bus on Market Street, like, in San Francisco when I finished it one time. And I just looked around and, like, I saw this dude in the corner, and I was kind of like, I'll bet I was like I think that guy would like this book. So now, nice. whenever I finish that book, I give it to somebody else, and I I say like like I mean I don't know how often this actually happens, but I'm like here, have this book, but promise me when you finish it, you'll give it to the next per you'll give it to the next person. Do you know what I mean? So, like, say, Aaron, I don't know if if that
8: happens, but.
4: If you were reading uh, either a Kafka or a Philip K. Dick novel, <laughs> what kind of person would you give that to?
3: Well, I would I don't think that any either of those would have motivated me to want to share it, actually, in such a way. Do you know what I mean? Like the other book I read is *Innocents Abroad* by Mark Twain. I read that a lot, and like whenever uh-huh. I, whenever I read that, I laugh so hard that like when I'm like when I'll be on the bus, people will be like. What the fuck are you reading that you're like giggling like you're nonstop giggling on the bus but yeah that's a really good book too but anyways yeah, that's
4: Kurt, like- Kurt Vonnegut and Mark Twain remind me of each other
3: yeah oh well for sure I think that Vonnegut was kind of trying to be the modern Mark Twain but I mean again I'm not a fiction stu- I didn't study fiction so I shouldn't be like running off of the mouth about it um so do you okay so you guys want to do the prompt writing Yep. Did you- yeah. Um, OK, so, like, I put on, I got some, yeah, OK. So I'm going to put on some by like, Schumann Residence music. Um, and we'll give ourselves, what do you think, like, maybe 15 minutes to do it? Does that sound OK? Yes. OK,
6: cool. So I'm going to put the clock on. I, ha- I have no prompts written down.
8: Oh the yeah! Uh, I cracked a book! <laughs> yeah, listen, just sit there and hold the book up, that'll be fun. Yeah, uh, uh, I love it. If you want me to break you, I uh, can... Uh, <laughs>
2: Guys, Don't
1: wear
2: white Every day, I work hard
10: At night, I spend a restless time with Those rich kids
2: and all their lazy minds They can't hold a candle to mine Tell your mama and your papa Sometimes,
1: you guys don't wear white
2: Don't wear I forgot earlier to mention that Uniradio.fm is in need of funding so when you come through that website click us some dough cause uh we all know that love's supposed to uh, make the world go round but you can't pay your bills with love unless uh, there's some kind of organized crime involved and also thanks again to uh Alfred House of Trousers.
3: time over. That was meditative. Oh, okay. So does anybody have something they want to share? I do. I do. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, okay. okay,
4: so, so wild echo, echo here. here. Echo. Echo.
3: Echo. Oh, you know what? I, ah, ah. I forgot some goofy sound thing. Did that fix it?
7: Is that okay now? Did that fix it? Did that fix it? Yeah, I did. I think so. Okay. Um, so what I did was while um, Tonya was reading, um, I was writing, what, I wrote about a page and a half of stuff. And then I took that and I turned it into something on the screen. So let's see. Um, let me find it. Okay. Imagine six months without laughter, light, regret, weather. Imagine six months without interrogation, common sense, reminders, crying. Imagine six months without after, before, Chinese takeout, contemplation. Imagine you are a catalogue, a collection, a carefully folded piece of ice. You are a catalogue. You are a collection. You are a carefully folded piece of ice. (laughs) (laughs) whoops-a-daisy. I <laughs> <Love
8: that.
3: laughs> one of her instructions of whoops-a-daisy, right?
8: Oh, yeah. I love <laughs> that. Right on. <laughs> Anybody else want to go? I can read mine. Cool. Oh. Okay. Um. Put your toes on the edge. Let them dangle in the space between... Here and there, then and now, today and tomorrow. They tell you that everything you want in life is out there, past the edge of your comfort zone. They tell you to leap and the net will appear. Well, fuck you, Instagram self-help. I've been leaping for years and I still haven't found my goddamn net. Do you have any idea what it's like to be free-falling over 40 when all of your friends have homes and cars and dogs For fuck's sake, dogs! And you're on your couch, wearing the same sweater you wore on your first date, trying to goddamn find yourself. I'll tell you something. It ain't for sissies. So don't tell me my life looks fun, sister. Don't tell me you wish you were doing what I'm doing. And whatever you do, don't you dare tell me I'm an inspiration. It's lonely out here, flying by the seats of my pants. I was inspired by Aaron's pants to write that line. Bare-ass cheeks flapping in the breeze. I left, you motherfuckers. I went after what I wanted. Now where's my goddamn net? <laughs> the end.
4: I was too busy writing. I missed Aaron's pants. It
8: was, it was pretty is, sexy. I can't wear... I can't wear... Anything.
3: I'm wearing boy short underwear. He's like, I have to... I'm sick of taking sweatpants off and putting them back on, and sweaters off and putting them back on.
8: You can wear a sarong.
3: You know, I, I real like I didn't bring any with me to Belfast, but I realized like all my old like sort of ballet dancer clothes are made just for this purpose because like yes. when you stop dancing, then you then you start getting cold because the studio's cold. Do you know what I mean? So they had, like ballet dancer out like. Like gear is made for like easy remo- on and off removal, but I didn't bring any about What back. if you
8: just started wearing tutus?
3: I, you know, that's not something that I would
4: know. Oh, you know, those so wrongs are so right. <laughs> okay, I've got one I can read. Wait, here. You don't
3: break out in like like a bunch of pimples or whatever if you didn't say that right, John. <laughs> I <don't laughs> yeah, know. I
4: know. I've got one I can read whoopsie daisies sprout from my lawn their faces yellow as a g's type star on the hurt sprung russell diagram's main sequence the wind blows 80 second airborne paratroopers off the heads gone to seed sorry must be whoopsie dandelions They land near Eidhoven, but don't have enough bazookas to defeat the Bromeliads. These feet in left and right sneakers, the only soulmates I know.
0: I'm just, yeah, okay. Anyways, anybody else? I got, we, we all keep saying whoopsie-daisy, and um, I use that one, two. Uh, uh, here we go. This is this is, this is embarrassing. Uh, soulmate, no one will ever know our bondage. Inexplicably linked. It's not stalking if I was there first. I've never gotten a dick pic. And the ice is slick. Whoopsie-daisy, Gertrude Stein. Don't fall into the whiskey again. Soulmate, they will never know. Hiding in plain sight fingering my bruises hold this feeling bringing these marks to show and tell let me lick your leg tattoos no one ever said i wish this would have happened sooner regale me with tales of your comedic triumphs soulmate no one will ever know i'll cry with the weight of casual drug use please don't lay on the floor knees up eyes back closer spoon me with fantasy Sure, I swallow, but always save a little for witchcraft.
3: Boo! Beyond four mixing comedy and poetry now. (laughs) Anybody else? Okay,
6: Beth. Um, didn't whoops Whoopsie Daisy? Thanks. Uh, Right about the ache of your stomach in the morning. It's become so familiar now that I'm hard pressed to notice its tones, the cadence of anything other than get up, get on, get them out, get going. And it moves frequently faster than me, taking its first thousand steps of the day before we even leave the house. I listen when I can remember, try not to let it dictate my days, pick food carefully, not that anyone would notice. Feel it tighten, breathe it loose and hope. Returning night will do what I can't. The other eight comes carrying a bass note. Pressure moves me upright. I have been waiting for this one. Resounding hip to hip, it has dropped from throat high notes to coccyx uh, coccyx tugging drum. Time to start the round again.
3: Yay. John, Bat. Bat John. Batman, what? John. Is he it? no Have you guys had anything to John read? Don did, didn't he? I'm like, this is how fucking bad my memory in my hot flashes Yeah, are. really.
4: It's like early, like, early onset. Uh...
8: <laughs> Seriously. It ain't that early, baby. <laughs> there needs to be like a, a fucking like cure for this this is just
3: it's weird that we all keep like <laughs> i actually i remember i had there was a girl at at, 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 she, at victoria shropshire do you know victoria anyway she graduated a year ahead of me and like she she's a bit of a drama queen but in the best i mean that in the best way possible but she had these little fans and i always was like oh that's yeah true. yeah and
8: like and i but now i'm like bitch I, yeah see i need one of those actually like um like a lot of the older women i, I used to work with had these like um like small like fans from asia that they would use inside the building because it no no it wasn't air conditioned and you couldn't open the windows mm-hmm. and i was like this is an amazing i had one too because it was just so fucking hot but it, it's like a necessary accessory apparently if you're over 50. They need to well yeah. Or like five pound of wheelcoats. I got my first
3: one in two thousand eighteen and they lasted for maybe like five months and like then they went away and for the last two weeks it's been like
12: constant
3: every day. Like I'm just like <laughs>
12: 81 21st street in the deep mission at 21st in florida contact pam at pam at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank